0: There's many perspectives on any given situation, and by having those different perspectives, uh, I have more options. By having more options, less stress.
1: Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to the Wallistic Doses podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Kane. If this is your first time tuning in, we have curated content provided by health and wellness providers that are a part of the Willistic community. For more information, check out www.ballistic.com. My first guest on Ballistic Doses has a detailed background with over 10 years in the startup SaaS world, helping to lead such startups as Semanage and Sharefile, which was acquired by Citrix in 2011. He has done this through his experience in business development, sales, and focusing on the success of his customers. This year, he launched Wallistic, a fast-growing health and wellness community, which we will be hearing more about later on. Aside from work, he mentors inquisitive minds as part of Growth Mentor, as well as spending time with his wife and daughter. I'd like to welcome to the show, Oz Merchant. Appreciate you having me. Great. So to kick things off for our listeners, um, I'll have you explain what is Wellistic.
0: Sure, that's probably a good point to start. Wellistic is the wellness community built on trust, and what that really means is we're we're bringing together members which are essentially consumers, everyday people, and integrative healthcare providers, like dentists, uh, primary care physicians, to acupuncturists, fitness trainers, health coaches, chiropractors, really all these different types of specialties, modalities, all under one roof. And the idea being that members can easily read, rate, and review these providers in a meaningful way so that the overall community can really make the most educated decision about their wellness. Now, another phase of what we're gonna be launching with Wellness Stick is bringing on wellness partners. And those are folks that offer services to a similar audience, meaning people looking for health and wellness, but are not actual healthcare providers. So this could be gyms, yoga studios, um, Pilates studios, it could be even uh, food, uh, like restaurants, healthy restaurants, healthy grocery stores, uh, anyone that's looking to really help proliferate the, the spread of health and wellness to their community.
1: That's great. And it sounds like there's a lot of problems that you're solving for. If you could uh, name a few of the problems that uh, Willistic is solving.
0: From a higher level perspective, the well, at least what I, what I see as a trend is there's a shift taking place in the healthcare space, and one of the key things that's that's broken around healthcare is the trust issue. So you may heard or listeners may have heard of the recent issue with Johnson and Johnson and the opioids uh, scandal, and between issues like that and a number of things that have happened over the years, the amount of trust that the average person consumer has uh, in whether that's healthcare space, whether it's the, the authority figures that they placed uh, maybe on a pedestal, all of that is kind of starting to fail and they're wanting to reclaim their own health, take ownership of it and find ways to really get the the help and assistance they need, but on their own terms.
1: With solving for that, what does the journey look like uh, for someone, uh, a visitor that's joining Wallistic or looking at joining? Maybe I go to the website and I, I read a little bit there. What does that uh, journey look like? Sure. So if
0: anyone's been to a insurance site or a hospital site, most of the time, the user experience is less than desired and one of the things we're looking to solve for is being able to make that consumer experience the consumer journey to be far richer to make it much easier to find the healthcare professionals or the wellness partners that they're looking for so they have the ability to go to the site start a search perhaps search by a specific specialty check maybe from a geographic uh, positioning or they someone local maybe near their work maybe near their home Um, maybe even uh, providers that are virtual and available regardless of their location, as well as the ability to search through specific conditions they may be experiencing. And that's oftentimes from a consumer standpoint where the person at least that's where they're thinking from, you know, what's ailing them and how do I go about remedying that? So we make that kind of a starting point, start there, look for the potential avenues that of treatment that may be appropriate for you for for you to explore even and find the provider that you're looking for request an appointment and have a fantastic visit and then come back and review them let us know let the community let your uh, fellow colleagues, family members, friends know what that experience was like.
1: And and when you do invite someone, let's say that I visited a chiropractor, uh, I had a great experience. I tell my significant other about that experience and invite them to come onto the platform. It's my understanding that each member builds out a social network that they're able to use to find a trusted pro- provider. Can you explain that a little bit? Sure, sure.
0: Any, anyone can go on the platform and start a search and find a provider. That's a a starting point. What do most people like to do? They like to read reviews and learn more about a particular provider. That's kind of the next level. But what's more meaningful than that is to really read a review from someone that you know and trust. You're gonna weigh that differently. You're gonna place more emphasis on that. And what Wellistic allows you to do as part of the platform is build your personal network, your really your health network, your wellness network, in a manner that you can leverage those relationships. So for instance, I can go in and I'm perhaps uh, we're based in Raleigh, North Carolina here, and if I'm looking to your example, a chiropractor, and I can search for a chiropractor in the Raleigh market, and I may see a dozen results from that and I may even see a number of people, providers, with different reviews. But I can also then apply a filter and say, show me every one of these chiropractors has been reviewed by my first connection. Or maybe, and that's essentially first connection meaning my friend, family member, or someone i am kind of connected through on the Willowstick, stick. Uh, or perhaps my second connection, maybe my a friend's friend. That's about as far probably concerning my health that I'd go. Anything beyond second level is probably in in the category stranger, at least where it comes to my health. So those two levels, I can leverage that filter to say, show me the providers that have been reviewed by my first or second level connection, and I'm gonna weigh the reviews and their experience with those providers differently. And based on that information, I can make a more informed decision as to who I want to go see.
1: Sounds like a very intimate way to find a provider. Um, how did you come up with uh, the idea for Wallistic? I think that's something that most people would be curious. Uh, I'm sure we've all kind of wondered about how, do, how does somebody go about having an idea and then putting it into play. But if you could set the scene just as far as, you know, how, how did you come up with the idea for Wallistic? Sure, it's
0: you know really scratching my own itch, which I think s- sparks many uh, ideas. Uh, I was living overseas in Holland, and when I moved back to the states, I went through the process of finding a new pediatrician for my daughter, finding a new dentist, and going through that process. You know, I had bought my house inside of a week, going through Zillow and finding my house. But when it came to finding someone for my health or my family's health, my wife was basically resorting to going to Facebook mom's groups uh, or going to the next door app uh, or actually going around asking the next door neighbors. And it kind of seems strange to me that I can buy a house relatively easily. There's websites, there's apps to address that. But when it comes to something as personal as my health, I'm still left with searching through a variety of different places and nothing really that trusted and nothing kind of oriented around health and wellness specifically. So as I dug around, couldn't really find anything that had been built like that, I decided to build it.
1: It's incredible. I feel like a lot of ideas that people have, they take their own personal frustration and try to come up with a way to to solve for that. And this is something that I feel a lot of people have frustration with as far as finding someone that they can trust. This is a great way to to solve for that. At this time, I'd like to break away from my interview with Oz to mention the podcast being sponsored by our most recent partnership with Tap Out Fitness, located at 900 East Six Forks Road in Raleigh, North Carolina. TapOut is a fitness, boxing, and martial arts gym that is open 24-7. No matter your level of fitness or age, they have programs for everyone, including children. A link for more information is included in the description of this podcast. So you've uh, worked in the startup space for quite some time now. How have the experiences that you've had prior to launching uh, your own uh company, Willistic. How have they prepared you for building out this vision? Being
0: in this part of startup space is, it's a unique experience. Some people really, you know, thrive in that environment. Uh, others realize quickly that, you know, they prefer bigger organizations, a lot more process and structure in place. Startup life is unique in the sense of there is, a lot of change a lot of fluctuation things are always evolving and you know it's it's like harmonious chaos if you can see it from that perspective and at the same time it's very meaningful because you get to contribute to on so many levels and to something from an early standpoint to see it kind of flourish and become something amazing and that's a very rewarding experience for me at least personally. And I was fortunate enough to be early on in a number of different startups over the years. And each one of those gave me different perspectives on the types of business, the evolution of technology, the the relationships I kind of forged uh, over the years in the, in that space and really kind of laid the foundation for me to kind of do this as my next chapter of my life is to launch uh, a software company of my own.
1: That's exciting. I'm sure you're thrilled and you've probably been quite excited with the progress that uh, Wallistic has made. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in July, there was a press release for Wallistic and Greppy Media Company covering the tech community in Raleigh-Durham featured an article with you uh, where you were quoted as saying, a shift is happening in overall healthcare, and uh, I know you touched base on that earlier. Uh, but to elaborate further, since you have experience living overseas, could you break down some of the differences between healthcare in America versus in Holland, or uh, at a broader level, um, is there a shift happening in America that you feel has already taken place in other parts of the world?
0: There. Is a shift that's taking place there in other countries? We have, uh, at least in Europe, where where my exposure has been more so, there is national health care in many of the countries there. And you know, there there's good and, and bad, there's pros and cons to any of these models. Uh, in Holland, where I was specifically, there was while there was national health care, but it was much more similar to the American structure, it was basically everyone has to have a health insurance, and you're paying for it uh, out of pocket. But it's covering you, and everyone has to have it. So the model is very similar to the US model. In other countries, you have full national coverage. And you know there's media that says a lot of people hate that. Uh, you're waiting in long lines. You're getting uh, maybe lower quality service. For the most part, talking to people there, I don't think that many people uh, have any problems with it. There are options for supplemental uh, private insurance that uh, if you have the means, you can add on. It it works for them. I mean, they, they don't ever, at least from the people I talked to, they never felt it was kind of a failing system.
1: All right. So wrapping things up here, uh, we're going to shift gears away from healthcare and holistic if you could share with myself and our listeners, what idea, subject, are you currently learning about, and can you share with us a takeaway that you've learned um, so far?
0: That's a good question. I'm constantly listening to different podcasts or books on tape or, or TED Talks, and one recently caught my attention. And it was from a, I believe, a doctor in Norway. And it it surprised me that this was such a radical idea and the notion is to actually ask questions of your doctor and he has a whole tech talk about the the power of that and and a repositioning uh, of the patient-doctor relationship as well as helping people kind of get out of their own routines at least from a from a medical side. So he brings up an interesting point where, you know, think of it as everybody likes certain aspects of their job. And as a surgeon, he mentioned, you know, how he hated kind of the administrative stuff, but where he loved and shined and, and, you know, had the most passion about was when he's in the surgery room. So there is naturally a bias towards doing more surgeries, meaning that whether it may or may not be needed, he's going to lean towards that unconsciously or consciously towards more surgery until he had actually had a patient ask, the, the ask him if that was really necessary. So we, that sparked a, his own curiosity as to, you know, what was really compelling the need for that surgery. And as he thought more about it, he realized, no, in reality, the surgery wasn't needed. But that was going kind of against his own desire and impulse to want to do what part of the job that he liked to do the most. So his TED Talk kind of has four key points, four key questions to ask your doctors, which I think would be kind of a good takeaway here. And the first one is, you know, is this really necessary? This is a question to ask your doctor, your healthcare provider, based on whatever they're subscribing, prescribing, to ask You know, to actually have a dialogue to to question what would be deemed as the authority figures and kind of reclaim your ownership of health and start by asking this question, is this really necessary? And the next question is, what are the risks? What's the risk of going down this path? The third question is, are there other options? You know, should they be exploring other avenues, other channels, other means, other modalities? Because the specialists, in most cases, that will be the case, especially when it comes to surgery, you know, they have their blinders on, they know their specialty, and that's their strong suit. So there may be a lot of areas outside of that specialty that could be potentially as helpful or help along in the process that may be worth exploring. And the fourth one was, what happens if I don't do anything? What's the consequences of the status quo? and to understand that. And just those four simple questions give so much more information. and can be so empowering to the individual, to the patient, to make a decision and then perhaps a more informed decision about their own health and actually be a part active participant in their own health. You know, the the outcome may be the same. You may, after all that information is gleaned, still say, okay, the best course of action is for me to do the surgery. But now there's an alignment. And there's research even around when there's better alignment, their recovery times go down. So I think if more people just explore those four questions, ask that of their providers, and kind of... Take a step towards reclaiming their own personal and and health, uh, or reclaim their health in that manner, um, they'll be far better off.
1: Those are some great takeaways. Our listeners will definitely benefit from. Asking those four questions, I think it challenges a provider to maybe think outside of the box and challenges them a little bit in that respect. It sounds like the doctor you're referring to uh, really was dealing with some issues personally as far as what was motivating him, and some patients may have gone through some surgeries that yeah, were unnecessary.
0: Yeah. And I'll share with you the link to the, the TED Talk. I think uh, your listeners will find it uh, quite enlightening to kind of see that TED Talk.
1: Yeah, that that would be great. We can provide that um, in the description of this podcast. Uh, The last question for you today is quite simple. How do you deal with stress? So
0: for me personally, I've, for the most part, I've always been kind of an even keel guy. Uh, And I was fortunate enough to have uh, a number of mentors that... Really led that by example, and by seeing that, I got to uh, really learn from that their experience of really how to maintain that, regardless of what the situation that's taking place. So, for me, it's as simple as just taking a breath and letting go, and knowing that uh, there's many perspectives on any given situation, and by having those different perspectives. Uh, I have more options. By having more options, less stress.
1: Excellent advice, Oz. Thank you again for taking the time to be here on the Willistic Doses podcast.
0: Most welcome, Eddie. Thank you for having me.
1: Certainly for more information, check out www.holistic.com and search for your next health and wellness provider. Thank you for tuning in.